brother-in-law. And I wish to tell everybody that uh, I wish to warn everybody about the bad language. So anybody who of a sensitive disposition, just be aware before you start listening to this appalling podcast. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> Rod, say onions. Onions. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. What are you doing? It's a Robin Hill and Date Nerd podcast. Uh, I'm not going to listen to the theme tune. <laughs> what? That's nonsense. Come on. We drop the kids to school at nine. I'm up at three. How many times? It's 3.15. We're in the day together doing some uh, activity. <laughs> What's up? And then we're going to mix oh, sweet love. Yeah. Uh. My mum might listen to this. Hey, hello and welcome to Robin Ellen's Day Night. That was good, wasn't it? Harmony, yeah. I think our, our voices mix quite well there. My kind of rich baritone soul voice and you're kind of quite piercing um piercing kind of thin isn't the word but it's 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 a loud sharp sound that, that i think they complement each other very well well i've emailed somebody about having a singing lesson one week no way yeah awesome bring it on anyway how are you dear listener i hope you're well i don't <laughs> hope you're enjoying listening to this uh, wherever you are um we, last week we wondered whether people if you're on a train whether you wanted to share the word of the podcast Maybe you're listening in a library. If you're listening in a library, take your earbuds out and go over to someone and say, um, Hello, I'd just like to recommend uh, the Robin Ellen's Date Night podcast for you. Yeah. And someone goes, Shh. Or pass them a note. Pass them a note. Pass them a note. I double dare you. Double dare you. Pass someone a note. Do it now. With Robin Helen's Date yes. Night podcast written on it. Yeah. Or if you're driving, uh, pull over safely into the services and tell someone about it in the service station toilets. So it's you know so it's safe and not weird. That's the main <laughs> thing. You can also tell them you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which is Robin Helen's Date Night, Twitter at Date Night Pod, and you can email us suggestions of things you like us to do for our dates. So it's Robin Helen's Date Night at Yahoo.com. Also, I'm on tour. If you want to come and see me do a tour show, all the dates are at robrouse.com. And we really want some pictures of your date nights. Oh yes. Um, so you can post those to uh, Facebook, and we would love your stories as well of your date nights. Really bad date nights, good, ugly date nights, whatever. But we'd love to hear some of your stories. Ugly date nights, like when a when a date night gets good. ugly. Yeah. This has gone ugly. Yeah. Ugh. And please keep spreading the word. It's great having you on board. Uh, this week um, is a special. It's a special. Well, they're all special. They aren't are. They? This is a special date. And I think it would be fair to say that um, the small, hairy, well, the large, medium sized, well, quite big actually, hairy animal that's currently lying in front of us, position A in front of the fire, snuffling and gruffling and occasionally breaking wind involuntarily, Ronnie the dog is a very, very important member of this family, isn't he? He is. He's the star of the show this week, isn't he? He is the star of the show. This, this is um, a living tribute to Ronnie Rouse. There are so many stories uh, that we haven't managed to include, literally because there are too many. Uh, we, we forgot even to mention the fact that every time we've ever been to a beach with Ron, he's drunk a lot of seawater and then done a horrible bumpus 
uh, near other families, hasn't he? <laughs> Without doubt, he always does that. And, and some... he vomits at the same time. Yeah, there are so many things that we do specifically for Ron that when we get there, we kind of wish we hadn't brought him. Yeah. But he always adds to the adds to the yeah. party, doesn't he? Yeah. So I organised a, a training day, a dog training day with Ronnie uh, for this one. So this one's a mixture of dog training and our lovely memories yes. of Ron. I think he's just guffed again. <sighs> Enjoy the podcast. <coughs> he really has. Right, so it's a big day for Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. He's been on more walks today in preparation for this event than he's been on for a very long time. He has, hasn't he? Oh, we've maybe over, uh, over-prepped the dog. The house How- is stinking of cooked How do you feel, that. Ron? Yep, he's all right. So what? I think what we should... Yeah, I've just uh, painted the picture. I've cooked... Oh, I've cooked Ron a pack of liver and chopped it up, diced it into centimetre cubes. The ultimate Ronnie obedience treat. We've tried to exhaust the dog. You've taken him on two trips to the garage. I've taken him to the field. I've thrown a ball for him for three quarters of an hour. And I've just walked him again. So that is a lot of walking, but he's still looking quite bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, because what's the name of the lady who's come in to try and train him? Claire, I believe. And what's she going to train him in? I've asked her whether she would teach us how teach him how to play dead. How to play dead. <laughs> so she's like a doggy dancing woman. Um, she's not doggy dancing. She doesn't do dog agility. Right. But she does dog training with a clicker. With a clicker. I've never used a clicker with Ron. It might upset him. Yeah, he might he's hate a the sensitive clicker. Sensitive beast, doesn't he? But I thought playing dead was quite a good one because it's. It's something that we would ne- we've ne- I've never been able to teach him to roll over. Like get- getting Ronnie to go on his back is impossible because yeah. he's not then able to leap up and bark at things. Yeah, he doesn't like it, does so he? He doesn't like being in that state. So I thought if she can get if she can get him to play dead. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fair to say that Ronnie, whilst being absolutely lovely, and has never he's never really bitten anyone, has he? Well, apart about- from dog groomers. And me, when I've been trying to shave the tag notes off from just underneath his, his the shaft of his... And our friend John, John McCraw, who he, stood on him. He got, and then Ronnie bit him squarely in the bootock. And the man who was collecting... And the man, that's it. The furniture. When you were sold some furniture on FreeCycle and Ronnie thought he was stealing, didn't he? No, 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 no. Uh, they were just carrying a sofa uh, past our back door and Ronnie got in the, Ronnie was excited and got in the way and the man trod on him and Ronnie then bit him grabbed onto his uh, <laughs> jeans one of which had a um, a fashionable kind of slit in yeah. and Ronnie pulled his jeans apart <laughs> so they were hanging off and the other man was howling with laughter at this guy and this guy's face was like filled with terror like yeah. he was a, a tag dog they'd paid like 40 quid for the sofa and afterwards, he was like, my jeans cost more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'd be fair to say that having just cooked that liver, Ronnie is in a liver trance. That's why he's sitting next to me, just looking at me. He's not. He's... Oh, he's now chewing his arm. He's chewing himself. Should we let him... Um, some picture that's not true. I need to try and get him really, really kind of in the zone. Should we let him lick out the pan? Give it a pre-wash? No, I think we should maybe both... You know what we should do? Yeah. Wait until the dog trainer comes to tell us what to do. We should do, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. 
Would you want to lick out that pan before she comes round? No, I don't think that's what, what I do. I would just put him in a good mood. It's a good way of getting the stuff off the bottom of the pan. No, we'll do it afterwards. We can't. See, Rob, the problem is. Oh! Oh, she's here. Right. She's here. We're rolling. Four-legged friend, a four-legged friend, he'll never let you down. He's honest and faithful right up to the end. That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend. Hello, Claire. Hi, how you doing? Hi, very well, thank you. So you've been doing this training for a couple of years now. Yeah, we've got puppy classes in Buxton and New Mills. Great. And do one-to-one basis all over the area really magic so, so first impressions of ron well, he's lovely he's he gorgeous, is lovely isn't yeah. He? yeah and we were, the last time when we took him to puppy training there was a police dog handler this fellow called steve stokes he used to do police dogs and he said he's a great dog that dog ronnie but me he's work excellent yeah he's well, a he's busy dog him, hasn't he? yeah. He's on the go. yeah ronnie just sat at claire's feet in a way that he's never <laughs> never sat for us before <laughs> Does he do any tricks and things? Yeah, and he does. And... Shall I get a bit yeah. of lever and shake? Yeah, let's, let's, let's Ron's see cavalcade it. of tricks. So he knows how to spin around. That's a good one. Sit. Wait. Uh, wait. 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 Ticket. And I tried once to do Very it on his good. nose and it was awful. Oh. <laughs> it just ended in absolute disaster of him like just yeah, no good at all. And so he can lie you can lie down, can't you run? Lie down. Excellent. So he's halfway there for rollover because that's what I thought we were gonna start today. But okay. He's never managed to roll over. I've okay. tried and I think it's just that extra element of submission. He's definitely got back end issues, Ron. We uh it's like dog groomers and stuff, I've always had to send him back, so right. I have to do it myself. Oh, but we found a trick where if we rub some cheese into the patio, uh-huh. that just keeps him busy for about 20 minutes, and right, then he let so. me go all the way around the horrible bits with the, with the shaver. No. Um, is there anything else <laughs> you thought you might like to teach Whatever you? Whatever you think. High fives, high tens, pause. Yeah, you can do pause, but what's high What's High, high five? five just basically a... Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be able to high five my yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. Okay, no go on, problem. Helen, high five him. Yeah, you, you show him. Yeah. <laughs> you show me what he can do already. Well, he can do pause. Right, Fab. Pause? Yeah. Oh, well done, Ron. Double high five, Ron. Oh, right. awesome. So that was a standing high five that, standing that high Ron five, did there. Yeah. Almost a mount yes, in many ways, was. wasn't it? Yeah. Like the Lion King on top of the... He's also a prolific humper, Ron. Right. A real humper. Always okay. has been. Is, I mean, is, is, there, is there ways of taming that kind of behaviour or is he still entire has he got no no, he, no he, it made it worse when we got him done right in many okay. ways is it um when he's really excited or does he do it at random occasions or when he's excited it's you know you know when it's gonna happen if somebody uh if he goes to somebody's house that he really likes mm-hmm. then he'll Guaranteed. It's like oh. he's celebrating. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So yeah. Well, you get back in, he celebrates. Yeah. Or if he's had his breakfast, he celebrates. Yeah, I see. If right. he's had his tea, he celebrates. <laughs> <laughs> so, probably just a little bit too excited for him then. It's, uh, it's what's called a displacement behaviour. So, they get that excited that they don't know what to do, so they just start humping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what it looks like. Two dogs yeah. do it together a lot. It doesn't matter if it's a male or a female or right. two, two females. If they get too excited, a female can start right. showing that behaviour as well. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. As in mounting? Yes. Yeah. Right. They don't know what else to do, so that's yeah. what they revert to. That's, yeah. Because there used to be a particular cushion that he was... That was the focus of his, of his amorous behaviour. Right. 
and we had to end, end up having to put that in a skip. <laughs> he just did it in, and then and then um, he's and then it, they'll just pull anything off the sofas and and he's improvised with um, what like the, the cover off a sun lounger once he pulled that over and kind of sort of folded that very almost did some origami with it to create something that he could mount. <laughs> but yeah. So did he do it as a youngster then? Did you think it become a learned behaviour? Something. I don't know. Do, it's, it's yeah. He's done it all. He's done it ever since we've got him, hasn't he? Always with, done and it. without balls. And then the, the other piece of behaviour that's um, that's <coughs> slightly irritating and ongoing is bar- is constant barking. Okay. In the garden when people walk past. Obviously, he's probably seeing people and, and doing an alert bark. So yeah. when I bark, these people go away. So yeah. therefore, my bark's working. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll be viewing it as, as a success. Yeah. So I heard and someone tell me that yeah, if you if you ever walk past the garden, there's a dog that always barks at you. You should stand there and look at the dog, stand your ground until the dog stops barking. Right. And settles down, and then apparently it will never bark at you again as you walk past. I don't think that would work, to be honest. I think. I think. I thought it in a pub. So every friend that you're walking past, you just stand there. That's why I'm always late. (laughs) If if I was faced with four German shepherds that were at a gate, I probably wouldn't do that in fairness or. But um, no, if you stare directly at a dog, you're actually making a threat to one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not meant to look them right in the eye, are you? Sit, sit. Come. Oh, oh, that's that's good space. Three seconds. Three seconds. This way. This way. You might do a spinning weave. Follow. This way. Round the limit. That's it. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Mate, Come bring your hand down so it matches, so it meets. Another 360. Oh my oh, god, he's doing it. I've got this hat. And they gave him a piece of liver for doing nothing. He's just scratching at me like, right, run. Ronnie, sit. Good boy. Right, Ronnie, follow this round. Round 360, throw that in. 360. <laughs> 720. <laughs> Double high five. <laughs> two, two leg scratches. That's what we were doing this earlier. Run, run, sit. Sit. So sit the foot to his nose. Sit. And drop, your, drop your hand a little Okay. Bit. And maybe Ronnie. say come, because he Ronnie knows come. that, doesn't he? Ronnie, come. He's laid down. <laughs> <laughs> Do me like, stop scratching my legs. Stop climbing me. Stop mounting me. Ronnie, sit. Yeah, he does. He's really pumped up. God, we're not a Something now. Just gives a liver. Okay. So it's worth it. So it's coming slower, yeah. Crawl. Good boy. Good boy. Oh, Very good. Run. It's a really intense looking thing, a crawling dog, isn't crawl. it? Crawl. <laughs> crawl. Good boy. Very good. Really map. Excellent. You're covered in, as a vegetarian, you're now covered in <laughs> lake and uh, meat juice. You're trying to wipe hair out of your mouth. I know, no. <laughs> Brilliant. That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend. Thanks Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Thanks for coming over. You, it's really kind. We'll see you later. That was fun, wasn't it, Ron? Oh, Ron. You did great, mate. God, it's hot in here now, isn't it? Yeah. Did you enjoy that, Ron? Did you enjoy that? I think you did. It's smiling. it might be the best day of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be just thinking... Well, whatever happened, I can't believe how much fucking liver I've just eaten. (laughs) So here we are, sitting round the fire to, in many ways, just talk about Ron's life. (laughs) 
I see this episode as a kind of a tribute to Ron's life and his input. It's a Ronnie special. It is a Ronnie special. Yeah. Um, and Ronnie's feeling pretty special at the moment. He's sitting right in front of the fire having eaten probably a whole cow's liver. Yeah. And um, having had three to four walks today, which yeah. is three to four walks more than he normally gets. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this, I'm just going to make it quite clear to Ronnie that every day is not going to be like this. No. This is like Ronnie's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And he's a very happy dog, isn't he? Supremely happy. So tomorrow we're going to try and put a routine together to some music. So what, what piece of music do you think might represent Ronnie the best? Mission Impossible, or something like that. or That's what they often do with doggy dancing, isn't it? Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible's been done. It's been a bit too yeah, long. Yeah, I think we might need to go a little bit more. Love lifters up where we belong. Yeah, I think we might need to go there. <laughs> this is about our love for the dog. I think maybe yeah. it should be a love song. Well, I mean, it's worth pointing out. I mean, obviously I've done shows about Ron in the past, but I, I, I didn't want a dog. No. I? It took a fair few months, didn't it, of me slowly... Thumb screws. Picking away. About banging on about getting banging a dog. Banging on about getting a dog. Getting a dog. I want a dog. And then under the guise of just going to Battersea, just for a day out, just for some fun. Yeah. I knew, I knew. You would have gone with anything. There was a, there was a really old drippy boxer dog in the initial meeting room before we went round the all the dogs. Yeah, they, they were trying to home off with someone this old old boxer dog, and you would have taken her, wouldn't you? Well, I would have taken her, but that was only because she was the only dog in the entire building. No, that was before we'd gone round the building. I remember. Oh yeah, I would have taken her <laughs> yeah. before I looked at all the others. But at the end, I would have taken her because all the others we looked at were going to be no good in yeah, a family right. setting, weren't they? Yeah, unfortunately. Right. So not that we had a family at that point, but you were. That was that, that was the next. Thing. Was the I next was already stage. putting into place. Yeah, the, the next stage <laughs> of the master plan that I was in, inextricably caught in of yeah. your web. And look at you now, Rob. Look at me now. Fighting all your anxieties week by week. <laughs> Against my will, it's all good. But yeah, then, and we were on our way out, weren't we? You and we I were, wanted yeah. the boxer and you said no to the boxer for some reason. Why did you say I just no thought, to the boxer? I'm going to take this dog home and it's going to die in about a month. It wasn't that old. It, no, she was really old. She was really old. Was she? Yeah, she was an old girl, yeah. And then literally, as we were, it was, it was like a, a rom com, as we were walking out of the Battersea doors. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, what about Ronnie? Someone came running out and said, that, oh, there's a, there there's is a dog upstairs. Dog. We really need to get rid of that that you could, <laughs> you could meet. It's in isolation. Yeah, there's this really annoying dog in isolation <laughs> in solitary confinement that we desperately haven't managed to get rid of. Yeah, but they'd forgotten about him because he'd had kennel cough and so he was he was uh, separate from all the other dogs. Yeah. And we were set, taken into this hall-like room, weren't we, right. on our own, waiting, and there was a, a build-up of excitement yeah. slash anxiety on your part. Yes. And the door opened and in bounded... Barrel Ron, yes. This absolutely gorgeous... You just couldn't have asked for a more gorgeous puppy to bound in and lick you in the face. And I stood watching this going, yes! (laughs) I remember him running right at me and then he just stood right next to me and then leant against my legs. Mm. As if to say, are you going to take me home? And that that was, I was down. You were gone, you were totally gone. I would have taken him home with kennel cough. It was a very special time having that new puppy. And I would get home from gigs late at night and and just lie on the floor with him. And well, luckily for you, you were always out doing gigs at the point in the evening where he went absolutely mental. 
mental to the point at which I thought I might have to take him back. Well, you say I think maybe you just weren't firm enough with the dog. <laughs> I think if anything that the dog training has proved is that, is that maybe I've got a firmer hand than you have. I'm not sure about that, Rob. Um, I think I was equal <laughs> getting him to crawl. No, definitely. And weave. But yeah, no, uh, any other dog owner will know that seven o'clock at night... <laughs> It's the time they go nuts. It's the witching hour. It is a witching hour. And he used to run around, jump on all the sofas and bark at me for about 40 minutes. <laughs> it was awful. I remember ringing crying. crying. Oh, why? It's just keeps barking at me. I don't know what to do. But it also had echoes of, he used to ring me up crying when um, our pet duck, Shaniqua, R.I.P., rest in peace. Shaniqua, Biggie and Tupac. Um, she uh, used to ring up when, when she'd come into season once a year and she... And she'd start attacking you, wouldn't she? She would attack me. Came I mean, back once and she'd back you up onto the sink. I mean, it was our fault for having her in the house. I should have just put her out in a hen house where she should have been. But she wasn't. She was in the kitchen. Yeah. And she had me up on the kitchen side. I was up on the kitchen side and she was <laughs> shouting at me. She would have taken you. And she bit me. She drew blood on my face. She blew, drew blood out of my lip. Yeah. When she actually got me. She absolutely despised you, didn't she? Twice that a year. one time. Twice yeah. a year, yeah. She, she despised me, but for the rest of the time, we were sisters. It was hilarious, but uh, and she despised me, and then I'd come home and she'd think I was the absolute Mac Daddy. Yeah. And she'd just she Yes, she's back. My man's back. She would. It was very similar to. I just actually... like to point out that I, I never, I never, <laughs> I never had sex with that dog. Although she acted very much like. You, you you were trying to steal her man. Yeah, she did. No, I guess without saying I never had sex with the dog. I know, but, I can't believe you just no, said that. No, but, but I was just meaning because it was linked into the fact that when she'd come into season. But you're saying that raises questions. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds that, I mean, I'll probably edit all of this out. Did you just look at her slightly? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I think, I think it was just maybe um, a natural musks. But it was... Really similar, the feeling that I had at that time, obviously it was he- funny and I did maintain perspective, you know, aside from mm. being upset when I rang you once when I was uh, being attacked. But I did maintain perspective. But it was a very similar feeling to when you've been at work for a long time. Yeah. And then you come home and only wants you and kind of rejects me. Yeah. It, it was a really similar feeling. And it so it was almost like when... Um, I said, to oh, she'd done something really funny, and yeah. I had a we had a big cuddle, and she had my face in her hands, and I had yeah. her face in my hands, and we were looking at each other, laughing. As close as you could be. As close as we yeah. could be, really, really buzzing off each other. That's a moment. And I said, oh, I love you. And she said, oh, I love daddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, we, but we have talked about this off mic, and, and it is it comes down to charisma. It comes down to raw charisma, which we have talked about, and that you've either got that or you haven't. And uh, I, I can't help it if my kids find me phenomenally charismatic. A friend of ours always says to their kids, "Who do you love more, mummy or daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> and makes them answer. Let's have this out once and for all. Uh, but now I think it's pretty even with us at the moment. Anyway, we're talking about kids. We're meant to be talking about Ronnie. Sorry, Ronnie. Well, in many ways, well, he was, wasn't he? he was yeah. the first. Well, Shanika was the first. Our firstborn. Born, obviously she got savaged by the fox. I'm not emotionally strong enough to go through all that. And then we got Ronnie, and then we had our first human baby. Yeah. And that was when Ron's antics really kicked in, wasn't it? Remember, our first human baby had not long been born, 
and uh, you, I think you were breastfeeding in Crystal Palace, and Ronnie came into the uh, the living room, and kind of he started kind of just moving in a strange manner, and then he lay his his jaw on the ground, and then kind of backed away, went (laughs) and emitted, I'd say, a dustbin lid sized pool of uh, fox feces that he'd obviously gobbled up on a walk at some point. Um, it's 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 hard to quantify the smell. Isn't I've it? never smelled anything like it before or since. Yeah, it, it, and it was. Well, I'd say within. I mean, you ran upstairs with the with, with the, the boy, newborn. Yeah, and uh, and I had a mate coming up the road to take me out to a sports practice thing. Um, I mean, Phil were going to cricket nets or something, and he was walking up the main road in Crystal Palace, and our basically within within 20 seconds i would say the entire downstairs was uninhabitable yeah. to humankind yeah and could be smelled from yeah. the street and if you if you walked in you in <laughs> instantly retching retching on the smell just a, a reflex retch <laughs> um, and i and i i thought well i have to kind of try and deal with this uh, this vomit and I got a, a dustpan and a dustpan and scooped what I <laughs> what I could into a thick black bin liner, which I'm sure you could hear all of it from upstairs. <laughs> and I, I think, had a friend over. We were me and my friend and the baby were sitting on the bed listening to you making retching noises. Horrific, absolutely horrific. And then uh, and I scooped everything I could into the bin liner, tied them off, hooed them into the bin. And then poured neat bleach onto the parquet floor. Well, it was parquet, it was. so you had to like go through the gaps with yeah. a knife and pick it out. It was horrific. It was <laughs> awful. And then, uh, and Phil was walking, and he must have been, I reckon, five hundred yards away. And he said I, he could smell it. He could yeah. smell it, and he started gipping. Yeah, it was really bad. But then he did say when he arrived, he could have left it. He would dog would have eaten it back up again. <laughs> but we we didn't have that kind of time. To spend, so that was that was one of the horrific things. Ronnie, very recently, did a similar thing with, um, with we fish. were walking around a, res- <laughs> a reservoir. Now, bear in mind, we were outside, and yeah. uh, and he found a trout that had <laughs> either uh, been caught by a fisherman and discarded, or had died of some horrific disease. And Many it was, years ago, it smelled like it had died so long ago. It was dried out, wasn't it? Because and it looked so it looked a bit like a uh, like a quality kipper. It looked like leather, copper, leathery colour. Yeah. And we were, he was down probably 20 feet below us at the surface of the reservoir. And we were up on the bank at the side, walking along the path. And you could smell that kind of, uh, that deathly yeah. stench that was uh, was making us wretch outside. Yeah. And looked down and there was Ron just chomping on this um, Eating it. ancient yeah. fish. And then other walkers were walking past and going, oh, uh, we had to apologise <laughs> to them. That we was, couldn't get it off him, could we? No. We were trying to use a stick. To get because we didn't want to go near it because we didn't want it to touch us and infect yes. us with the smell. So we had to put a stick <laughs> through his collar and hoik him up to try and get him to drop the, the leathery fish, but he wouldn't drop it, would he? So all the while, yeah, <laughs> trying to sort of strangle the, the fish out of his mouth all the time. <laughs> and even when he dropped it, Directing. we were on our bikes, and even when he dropped it and we were riding home, if he ran in front of us, yeah. we could still smell it. And so we were still retching on the bikes. Oh dear, and, but you know, but he, he was absolutely fine after that wasn't he yeah I mean dogs are meant to be allergic to um, raisins aren't they yeah but Ronnie seems to not be 
have any kind of intolerance to anything whatsoever. Yeah. He's eaten chocolate bars and he's, he's been eaten fruit and nut. He's yeah. eaten uh, twenty-four mince pies that were on the side. That's a lot of raisins. Yeah. He stole all twenty-four mince pies. Yeah. And then, and ate them all apart from one, which we found in his bed. Yeah, like you're gone. <laughs> I can't fucking eat that one. I leave. I've had twenty-three. I've had a good go. I'm fucking leaving leaving that one there. That's a lot of raisins, though, isn't yeah. it? 24 mince pies. Any, any food that's within reach will be gone. I mean, when you're in the room, he's great, isn't he? He won't, he won't even look at it. Well, he will look at it, but he won't think about touching it. But the minute you leave, yeah. he just goes into panic, doesn't he? And thinks, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And yeah. just eats it. Like, he's like Homer. He stole an ice cream out of a child's hand, didn't he? <laughs> he stole an ice cream. That, Where was that? that? In the park. <laughs> and we had to buy him a new one. Uh. Oh God! Because it, yeah, it was just that height. Thought it was being offered. Oh, the kid was in a pram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just took his ice cream. Oh, the look on that child's face. <laughs> this animal comes over and just goes, oh, takes the ice cream out of your hand. It's awful, isn't it? Awful. Terrific behaviour. I used to be embarrassed going walk. Like I'm not embarrassed of him now. I used to be embarrassed, and I knew every time I took him for a walk, I knew, I knew that he was going to do something. Do something embarrassing to embarrass me. Yeah. But now he doesn't, does he? Really? Yeah. Sometimes he's annoying, like the fish. Like, it, yeah, it was embarrassing actually that smell. But usually he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Too annoying, does he now? No, I mean... That was I mean, that... today he has ripped up the carpet and vomited in the uh, living room. But that's, that's quite, by the by. That's quite annoying, <laughs> isn't it? And then uh, last week when uh, we came back and found he'd chewed a hole in the stairs. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty annoying. Quite annoying, yeah. Uh, a few months ago I went walking and he and he killed a pheasant. Oh, yeah. In, and then I had to walk down through... But uh, you, were gr- you actually were pleased. Oh, I, I was impressed. But I had to walk back down into the village uh, carrying... This dead pheasant by the feet with blood dripping out of its mouth. And Ron was really revved up. And the first people I saw as I walked into the village were a family who uh, I knew for a fact because once they invited us around for a barbecue, only for me to discover it was a vegan barbecue. And I, I didn't know how that was, was going to even possibly happen. Um, and they were yeah, a family of committed vegans walking back up the street. And their boy said, what's that? And said... <laughs> It's a dead pheasant. He said, why is it dead? I said, the dog killed it. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have to eat it. The farmer, that's illegal. It's not. They, pheasants the are farmer, wild. No. The farmer could have killed Ronnie for that. It, well, it's not a pheasant farm. But that, no, that was that time once we were in Oxford, we were at Jules and Gaz's, and, and Ronnie ran off into a pheasant farm. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he? And the man came with a gun. On a quad he? bike with a shotgun after our dog. That was... T- and we were literally going, Ronnie, run! Run, run! <laughs> we were, run. It's like so they were stand by me. It was, we wasn't were it? All yeah. going, run, Ronnie, was. run! <laughs> and he just got back to us and then this irate farmer with a shotgun over his knee said, no, because going to shoot that dog. We just go, fuck off! You can't <laughs> shoot our fucking dog in Baston! we <laughs> fucking shot you, mate! I'm going to kill you if you shot me dog! <laughs> You were nearly crying. I was, yeah, I was crying. I was really upset. I was really upset. I'll pay you for any birds he kills. Don't yeah, shoot yeah, my yeah. dog. Whatever you want for the birds. Can't shoot someone's dog just because he's killing, eating a pheasant, can you? Yeah. It's a pheasant. How much would a pheasant be? A tenner? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. we'd give him. He wouldn't kill many of them. They can fly off. Exactly. Yeah. Oh dear. 
that was horrible. I really, yeah, thought I was going to watch my dog get shot in front of both my children. Oh, yeah, that would have been really... I mean, that, would have stuck, that could have ch- turned them into psychopaths, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That, that kind of thing. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen. That was just another easygoing walk we had with Ron. A four-legged friend, a four-legged friend He'll never let you down He's honest and faithful right up to the end That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend But we've stopped taking him places, haven't we? You said it, you coined it a while ago, you said we stopped taking him to things that even we'd specifically do for Rob. We go to the sheepdog trials without Ron, don't we? Yeah, exactly. We Everyone can't take takes him the dog. Except Ron. It's a doggy event, Ron but we don't take Ron. With it. But yeah, things that would be tailor-made for Ron, often he will destroy. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't change him for anything in the world. It's great, isn't he? He is lovely. Although he did lick a large patch on the sofa last night and so and then moved to... So there was only a spot, basically... With Ronnie Lick on the sofa for me to sit on and watch the telly. Yeah, he does not... stuff like that, doesn't he? Yeah, and there's the there's the <laughs> constant scooting. Yeah, who did he scoot towards the other day? <laughs> a visitor came and sat in this chair that I'm in, and he just like has a kind of gesture. We should teach him that how to scoot oh. on demand, and he just scooted towards her and then like licked her hand. Yeah, if you're not sure what a scoot is, if you, the scoot is when a, a dog puts its bum on the floor. And then uses his front legs to scratch his ass across the floor with its kind of legs, kind of back legs, kind of poking forwards. Yeah. Just basically just scratching his ass, rubbing its ass, and and he'll look you right in the eyes. He does it. Yeah. At whoever he's it's scooting towards. an amazing towards. move. I mean, that would be a good a move in a doggy dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor scoots towards Simon Cowell, <laughs> and then turn around and just squirt some anal gland fluid at him. <laughs> You've never squeezed his anal glands yet, have you? No, I've never done them. I, I kind of figure the apparently like you, you can either get into the thing of squeezing them, or if you give them enough roughage, yeah, then and their poos are firm enough. Well, you see it come out after the poo. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you don't need to squeeze them because it, it, as long as he drips after he poos, he's yeah, fine. But I why think. does it smell so bad then? It is incredible, isn't it? Having an animal that is so lovely that, despite yeah, uh, making some of the worst smells that you. I mean, you can't even describe them with, with, with words. Yeah. Even if words are your bitch, you couldn't describe some of the smells that Ronnie has emitted or created. I mean, we're not making it sound... If you were not a dog owner, do you think that this would inspire you to get a dog? I'm not sure that it would. In- what are the joyful moments? Cause instant joy. Horrific. Every single day, he, every single time you see him, even if you leave a room, you come back and he's delighted <laughs> to see you again, isn't he? Yeah. And we'll go into a fit of sneezing... Uh, if if you're feeling sad, he will actually come over to you. Yeah, uh, that's an amazing thing about dogs. Anyone who's who, if anyone out there, you know, I don't know who listens to this podcast, but if anyone's lonely, get a dog. They're just, I mean, there, there's a reason, isn't there? That that um, you know, bless them. Anyone who's homeless, that people have a dog because it's just that that companion, an amazing mm. companion. Or if you know someone who's lonely and you've got a dog, take your dog round. Assuming that they don't mind scooting, uh, <laughs> chewing the carpet, or whatever. That's a remarkable thing. That was a breakthrough for me because I never had. I grew up in a family of people who adored cats, and you know, just sit around watching a cat do nothing all day. Going, oh, look at the cat doing. Oh, look at the cat looking at, doing nothing. But a dog profoundly changed my my life because there's a real genuine 
relationship. And I'm sure that some people have genuine relationships with their cats. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> but if you keeled over, a cat would probably just sit on you for warmth. Well, a dog, a dog <clears throat> would somehow raise the alarm. A dog, a well, dog's I had on a your cat side, and a dog it? when I was growing up, and it's Bonnie Rutter that I remember. Mm. You know, I remember Tigger, but um, there's no connection, emotional connection to those memories. You had really. a dog with a surname. I mean, everyone referred to her as Bonnie Rutter. Oh, she had a middle name as well, Bonnie Brackenrutter. Brackenrutter. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> classic Jean the Bean. <laughs> I think Jean the Bean actually wanted to call her Bracken, but my dad thought that was too hippie. Right. Um, so it was a middle name mm. and she was a vegetarian dog so she used to escape whenever she could and go through bins trying to find meat yeah I, I mean that you, and, yeah truth uh, that a dog you can't have a vegetarian dog well we did yeah well you didn't <laughs> did you <laughs> well, because twice a week she'd run away and come back covered in bits of bacon literally actively searching through bins desperately trying to find some some animal produce yeah, she would stuff herself. She once ate a <coughs> plastic bag that had some meat inside it and ate the whole bag and it was inside her and she ate like a bin full of stuff and then laid on the floor and couldn't move. Brilliant. And the police had to ring and the police rang because they drove past and saw this animal like yeah. sprawled out and um, and I'd say, you're going to have to come and pick up your dog because she can't stand up. Because she'd eaten so she'd much eaten out of her bed. so bin. much. And then there was a plastic bag in there. There's your... Oh, God. But there's your other going, have another carrot, Bunny. <laughs> Don't want a carrot, Jean. Spend some meat on a dog. <laughs> I, someone told me about their dog that stole uh, a silver side of beef that they were having about to have for Christmas and took it upstairs and buried it in their mattress. Oh. So ripped, chewed a hole in their mattress and buried the silver side of beef in the mattress. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Hilarious. If you, yeah, get in touch with the podcast with any of your, um, any of your dogs, things that your dog have destroyed. Or, yeah. Or ridiculous things your dogs have done. But yeah, so I, I know there's so many positives. Every time I get in late from a gig, Ron's delighted to see me. Breaks into a sneezing fit and then bangs a radiator with his tail and wakes everyone up. Yeah. It's magic. Last night I watched a, watched a bit of telly before I came to bed and Ronnie Ronnie actually lay on me. And that's a big dog to be lying on you, isn't it? He is a big dog. He's a big old dog now, isn't he? He's grey. He started farting. He started farting a lot. Because um, aside from all the other smells, he was never a farter, was he? No. Every time he gets down off the sofa, he goes... Yeah, or when he sits down or scratches himself, any kind of <laughs> movement now. There's I love that, yeah, I love the multi fart scratcher. He goes. <laughs> as he scratches his chin. Very much like, yeah, like an old lady coming down the stairs. Just a little jump on each step. Another the great thing about Ron is his um, vocal ability. He can actually, he's very, very close to talking, isn't he? Yeah. And he talks quite a lot. He tries, he tries to get the words. And one I remember a very long time ago. And I said, do you want to go on a walk, Ron? And he said, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm certain I've heard him say the word onion a couple of times. (laughs) Onion. Onion. I mean, obviously, he's not going to do any now because he's flat out, isn't he? A belly full of liver. Yeah, but when you do it, oh, yeah, he opens his eyes. I remember remember also once you made a, a lasagna, which you prepared to put in the oven when we got back from something and left it on the kitchen side. At the time, we thought out of reach of the dog. But it was out of reach, but only 50% out of reach. Yeah. Because we came back and we found, in a lasagna dish, a completely 
clean, like it, it like it had been sliced in half, like a Damien Hurst, and was behind glass. Yeah, it was. It, he'd eaten exactly half of it. You could kind of repaint the image of of him, kind of getting to the side and, and desperately reaching over and eating what he could, and then everything else he couldn't reach, he polished yeah. clean with the tip of his tongue. So it literally looked like a shiny cross section. Yeah, of lasagna, a lasagna. Yeah, not even an atom on the other on the half of the dish that he'd eaten it yeah. was polished clean we should have taken a picture of that it was quite something it was incredible because it... you couldn't understand at all how that could have yeah. become like that it was a perfect straight line yeah it yeah. could have only become like that by Ronnie that was his there's absolute no, there's no other way and it must have, have put about four or like five that. hours into it yeah it, the whole time we were out it must have t- yeah <laughs> <laughs> He might have had a break when he when he wolfed down like the big lumps of it. Yeah. God, I'll just give myself a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then spent the rest of the time just just in, intimately polishing it with the mm. tip of his tongue. Yeah. Gnawing with his really straight top teeth. Yes. Down and then polishing with his tongue. Incredible. A remarkable piece of work. It was like a work of art, it wasn't it? It was like a work of art. And that was quite close to the time when he ate all the mince pies as well. It was very close, yeah. yeah. It was very close. Oh, do you remember the other time when we were... Uh, when we moved up here, the girl child was in nappies. We had a bin on the underneath the sink on the back of a door, and we came back once and re- found out that Ronnie had opened the cupboard, opened the flip top bin, dug down into the bottom of the bin, pulled out the bag with nappies in, opened that out, folded the nappy out, and eaten all the feces from inside. <laughs> and all, all of the evidence was scattered round the house. Incredible. Oh, and the other time... I mean, we shouldn't have been keeping nappies full of feces in our kitchen bin. No. All I'm thinking of when you're telling that story is people can hear that we keep nappies full of feces in our kitchen bin. Yeah, but I mean... And earlier when you said that you were going to let him lick the plates, you often let Ronnie lick the plates. And you sometimes do do that in front of guests. And I find that appalling. (laughs) Yes, you're quite right. (laughs) We cannot let them lick the plates. But some things when a dog pre-wash is the best thing you can do for cleaning your dishes. Because it gets sterilised in the dishwasher... But the dog can lick pans yeah. clean in a way that you can't I know, and I'm on board with this, but not in front of guests. Or publicly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My goddaughter, it was years and years later, that my goddaughter had told her mum, that I think it was once or twice, she'd uh, been round at... I was looking after her around at our house, and they'd got into the routine that she pooed in the potty and then Ronnie ate it up. <laughs> but I never knew that that was happening. It was a game she played with him. What is that about, dogs eating Apparent poo? Well, apparently, like, horse poo and stuff. Yeah. And cow poo and oh, stuff. Oh, it loves it. It's, I read, I don't know whether this is real, that they want to smell like the bigger beast. Yes. So that they can disguise themselves, so that they can then attack the bigger beast. But you think if you've eaten it, then you've consumed the thing. You're rolling it. You're rolling it, so you smell don't, like... Don't, don't roll in it, listeners. So you, you smell like you're a cow, yeah. and then you can sneak up on the cows, because they think will think you're a cow. Right. But I don't know whether that's true, but that's something... Why, would you, why, why would, you... would you want to be sneaking up on a cow? I don't know. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but if you want to sneak it up on a cow, you're rolling it, but he eats it. And he rolls in it. I mean, a cow... Oh, oh. But then he really smells of it inside and out. Yeah, a wet cow pat to Ron is like a... Oh. I think it's a bit like him eating... Like somebody oh. who really likes blue cheese, getting some blue cheese, isn't it? And it's the the ones he really loves are the ones with the kind of crispy outer with shell. Crispy that, top. Oh, like a creme brulee. <laughs> creme brulee. <laughs> a creme poulet. <laughs> loves a creme poulet. 
And yeah, and horse horse poos are interesting because they they come out in like golf ball size nuggets, don't they? And he'll, so he'll, he'll, so he'll get, get one of those and, and try and swallow them whole. Yeah, yeah. try and swallow them whole before you he'll get. Grab to a him. couple of extras and yeah, <laughs> get them down before you get to his collar. Yeah, he loves a horse turd. But I thought the the thing of them eating like your kids' booze is meant to be some. Protecting Protect, the pack. I think that is a protection thing. So if you leave your turds around the camp, it attracts predators. So Ronnie eats them to go, right, I'm doing my bit here, I'm protecting the group. Apparently. I'll eat them up, love. Don't worry about I that. I think I'll all of them. this is lies and bullshit. Yeah. It's it, because he it's likes eating shit. It's a, it's a shit eater. Any shit. Yeah. And he'll eat it. He just get likes it, it. Get it down, you're on. I suppose, yeah, if you, if you have to clean your own bum with your tongue, it changes your palate in terms of what you think is acceptable. To put in your mouth. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. That's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. A few years before, in fact, before we moved up here, we went to a pub in Matlock Bath. We were we were looking for someone to get some lunch. And we just got some some drinks, and Ronnie stood in the middle of the pub. It was Gene the Bean's birthday. It was Gene the Bean's birthday. There we go. We stood on all fours, and did a, what can I be described as like a horse piss? It was an enormous dog piss, wasn't it? Yeah. He just stood there on all fours, just pushed his hips forward slightly, and weed hard onto. Yeah, the, it wasn't an accident. No, pub car before, and he was you know he was four or five years old, so he was a grown dog. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a puppy accident. Pissed really hard. It pulled. It pulled. It did pull. And we uh, apologised profusely to the owner of the pub. It was all... I had to run outside. Yeah, you went outside having postman. <laughs> I apologised to the guy who owned the pub and he said, it doesn't matter, don't worry about it, which was kind of an immediate relief off, uh, which he followed with, would you like to see the menus? <laughs> <laughs> to which I replied, um, no, thank you. It's very much a double-edged sword, isn't it, being cool about a dog pissing in your pub? <laughs> if the dog, if your dog pisses in your pub and you're fine with it, I'm not that likely to eat in your pub. Because <laughs> it doesn't reflect that well on your kitchen. But there was not even any attempt to clean the way up. No, there wasn't. I mean, I think Ronnie clearly thought he was outside, didn't he? He did. It must, yeah, there must have been a smell in the rug that smelt like... It was a previous start. It was probably where a previous yeah dog had pissed dog and had he pissed. slashed all over it. Yeah, and it wasn't just a piss. It was a slash, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a mark. It wasn't like he was marking it. It was like <laughs> yeah. he was just <laughs> completely emptying. This is the his... perfect spot for a big piss. <laughs> yeah, to totally empty my bladder. Yeah, a complete empty out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron, he's just looking out the window now. He knows we're talking about him, don't you, Ron? Ron. That's him just whacking his tail, just gets excited. Listen to this, just make him excited. Run, run, run. Oh, that's him whacking the recorder with his tail. (laughs) Go on, run, say onions. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Rod, say onions. Onions. <laughs> Roddy, say onions. <laughs> Say onions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you give me a ball. Massive way on the floor, Rob. <laughs> it's the longest one he's ever done. She could talk. I know, I wish he so he is talking, isn't he? No, I know, so I wish I could understand it. Do you even know what you're trying to say? Jekka one day will unzip himself and like a small person will come out. <laughs> you're done now. Finished. That's the end of the sentence. Ronnie enjoyed that one. He, he turned. Around, he knows his name. He turned around, and now he's now he's showing complete disdain and disinterest. I was going to say as well. There is some great pictures of Ron doing disgusting things and videos of him on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yes. At Robin Helen's date night. We, yeah. Have a look at those, and, yeah. and you get a, a bit more of a picture of this this strange beast. Yeah. But thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. I don't know what we're doing next week. She hasn't told me. No, I've got a couple of things in the pipeline, Rob. Great. And that also gives me a good, you know, three or four days just to kind of get anxious about it. Yeah. Thanks for that. Speak to you next week, dear listeners. You can say bye. Bye.